Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, where today we're going to talk about inspiration and motivation. Now, I realize that entrepreneurs need to stay motivated because it's hard to go create your own path in the world, to make things happen where other people haven't done it, to be the person who's responsible for everything. However, I think because I make my living as a motivational speaker that I'm extra sensitive to this whole topic of motivation and inspiration because there's a lot of people out there who say negative things about motivation. They say it doesn't matter. They say it's BS. They say it's all fluffy. And the worst thing that ever happened in the world of motivational speakers was Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. Do you guys remember Chris Farley and his skit where he was... I think his name was Matt Foley, motivational speaker. And Chris Farley would come out and he would spout and yell at people and tell them how to be motivated and tell them how to have a better life. But the reality was, is Chris Farley, he was a fraud. His life was a disaster. Where did Chris Farley in that character, where did he live? That's right. He lived down by the river in a van, in a van down by the river. And that skit was so funny and it got so ingrained into the mind of people that people sort of adopted this idea that motivational speakers were all frauds, that it was all BS, and it stuck. There are actually people who consult with speakers who tell them very clearly, unequivocally, never to call yourself a motivational speaker. That's a bad thing. Although I laugh because when people are looking to hire a speaker and they turn to the internet, guess what term they use to search more than any other? That's right. They search for motivational speakers. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to have that in your materials, because clearly, you know, if you don't want to be found by people who are looking for speakers, that's a great thing to do. But this argument about motivational speakers and whether or not motivation unto itself is a good thing or if it's a bunch of fluff, this isn't new. This argument goes back a long time. I hear a lot of like tech entrepreneurs tell me, oh, motivation's all BS. And they go through this whole thing as if they just invented this pontification about why motivation and inspiration don't do any good. But the famous Zig Ziglar, almost 30 years ago, people were questioning back then, back then, is motivation important? And Zig Ziglar, he had an answer when people would say, I don't think motivation's important. Yeah, you come in and give a speech and people get fired up, but it wears off. And Zig Ziglar said, yeah, it does wear off. So does bathing. But we still recommend that you take a shower every day. And his point was that, yeah, motivation unto itself won't change your life. Listening to a podcast or a speaker or reading a book or other things that inspire you, that alone won't cause you to take constant action. However, if you are putting yourself around motivational and inspirational materials, speeches, books, and people who uplift you, I argue it's just going to make you better. If you're around people who are the opposite of motivation, what's going to happen? Well, let's think about that for a minute. First of all, people say, oh, we don't, we don't believe in motivation for our conference or bringing someone in to motivate our employees. Well, then what's the opposite? What's the opposite of motivation? And I ask this question to people all the time, and the only thing they can say is demotivation. Sometimes they come up with other things. One person one time said to me, well, blah, 
Another person said, sucks the energy out of the room. So demotivating blah and sucks the energy out of the room is the opposite of motivation. Who in their right mind would stand up and say, yeah, that's what I want for my company. I want my employees. I want them to be blah. Come on. Motivation is important and it can have an impact on people. But you have to be thinking about that's what you want for your team, for your company, for your association, for your conference. You have to realize that it's not magic. But motivation can be the spark that causes people to take action. And action, once taken, it can have a perpetual effect. Once you start to take action and have success, I think you're going to have more success, which means you're going to take more action, which means you need to go get a little bit more motivation and inspiration in your life so that you can start that whole process over and over again. I believe we all want to be around people who are positive, motivating, and inspirational. Because, as I already pointed out, the opposite sucks. Now, many people poo-poo the whole idea of motivation and they think, oh, Tom, you can talk about that all day long. It doesn't matter to me. But, as I said, the opposite is no good. So, let's, let's think about this. It can be easy for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business leaders, or anyone to lose sight of their own motivational spark, of what gets them excited about why they do what they do. It can be so easy to get bogged down in just the realities of life that you start to feel blah, that the energy has been sucked out of your room. And if you're someone who feels that way from time to time, I think you have to take proactive action to make sure that you're getting yourself out of it. So if you listen to the show a lot, you know a few months ago, I, I shared some personal stuff that I, who I'm a pretty positive guy, but I was going through some things. I was dealing, I was dealing with some sadness and it wasn't full-fledged depression and I don't want to undermine people who really fight depression because that's a serious thing. But I was dealing with just some disappointment and some sadness. And because I'm not the type of person who normally feels that way, I just sort of buried it and I hid it and I didn't share it with people. But what was worse is I sort of hid it from myself. I sort of denied that I was having actual feelings, that I was actually feeling like, you know, the, the wind was out of my sails. I mean, the pressures of life and money issues and sending kids to college and business responsibilities and family responsibilities and everything that goes with that. I mean, just the, 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 the thought of your hopes, wants and dreams that maybe you haven't achieved sometimes can get people feeling bad. And, and it happened to me. I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. And in talking to other people, once I admitted this to myself and once I started to see that I had this, this weight around my neck and I talked to other people about it, it turns out it's really common, especially for men, to take these sort of feelings and bury them. But if it's so common, why do we bury them? Why don't we just put it out there and talk about it and find ways to overcome it? So I have learned that, you know, just dealing with this disappointment and sadness and personal failures and unfulfilled hopes and dreams, I found that that is so normal. Even for people who are wildly successful, not everything goes their way. From the outside looking in would say, wow, that person has so many things going for him. It's just crazy. But we all have stuff going on in our life. And sometimes that stuff is bad. And when that stuff is bad, sometimes, you know, it can harm our ability to perform at the highest of levels. And that's when we need motivation and inspiration. Now, facing it, sort of admitting to it, naming it, for lack of a better term, and then working to get back on track, 
that takes a lot of effort. And I know that it takes a lot of effort because I've been dealing with exactly that. I have been trying to take that sadness and flush it away and to not allow myself to fall into that feeling again, which means I have taken this whole idea of being motivated and getting myself around people who are motivating and reading things that are inspirational. I've taken this very, very seriously. And I think some of you might resonate with this. And you're like, wow, I'm glad you're talking about this today on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If you're dealing with that type of a feeling where you feel you, you just got to get out of the rut, I think you should seek out motivation and inspiration and identify what types of things help you. Because it's different. The things that motivate and inspire me are going to be different than they are for somebody else. And this is why some people, I think, shun this whole idea, you know, of this concept. Because what some people talk about as motivating doesn't work for them. So they say, oh, it's all bad. I don't think that there's one size fits all answer to this. I think you have to be conscious about what are the things that get me fired up? What are the things that get me excited? Because let's face it. I'm a guy who is very fortunate. I am living my dream as far as the career that I have. I get to be a professional master of ceremonies, keynote speaker. I get to host this podcast. I get to meet some really cool people on a regular basis. And yet, I still deal with those same feelings that we've talked about. So in the last few months, I have really tried to focus on taking actions on things that can get me fired up and get me performing at my possible top level. So if you want to know what those things are, stay tuned because I'm going to share with it, share it with you here. However, some of the things I share, this isn't scientific. I'm not going to write a whole book on, on how to motivate yourself in three easy steps. The reality is these are things that have worked for me. My, my calling to you is find the things that work for you. If you would all feel that you are in need of motivation and inspiration, don't sit around waiting for some fairy godmother to come into the room and sprinkle dust on you. Find ways to make it happen. So for me, the five tips that I have for you of things that have helped me is the first thing I did is I put together a playlist of music that uplifts me. Music that reminds me of really happy times. So number one is listen to music. Now, I'm not going to go through my playlist with you. You might laugh at me at some of the things. I'll be honest. There's a lot of 80s music on it. There's a lot of things that remind me of times from high school and college, which for me was the 1980s. And those movies, uh, soundtracks, and, and the songs of that time, a lot of them just put a smile on my face. They remind me of a time when I was full of optimism. I was fully motivated. I mean, let's think about it. George Bernard Shaw had it right when he said, youth is wasted on the young. And you know what? To some extent... He's right, because when we're young, the whole world is our oyster. We think we can't do any wrong. We feel bulletproof. We're invincible. But some of those feelings were great, and some of the things that you know we all did with friends and, and things we did for early stages of our career, it was exciting. And so li I listen to music that reminds me of those times. I'll be honest, I'm also a huge Beach Boys fan. Now, some of you are going to mock me because I like the Beach Boys. And out of the thousand people who listen to an episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, there's probably two or three people who will be like, oh my God, he said it out loud. I also love the Beach Boys. But I put together a playlist of songs that made me smile. And you know what? It helps. 
every single day I stick my earbuds in and I listen to two or three songs. I just put it on shuffle. So I don't know what's coming next because otherwise I'd always listen to the same song, but I put it on shuffle and I let two or three songs play in my mind early in the day. And I smile and I think of times where things were exciting and, and the world had no limits and it just helps me a little bit. And when I'm listening to it, I consciously remind myself the reason I'm doing this is I am seeking inspiration, seeking motivation, and I want to have that feeling again that I am happy and I can make stuff happen. So that's my first tip. The second thing is identify what is holding you back from meeting your own dreams. What is it that's holding you back? What is causing that sadness? What's causing you not to feel motivated? There's got to be a cause. There's got to be something real or imagined that is causing you to not be excited. And once you identify it and you name it, it makes it so much more simple to deal with it. For me, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but once I realized what was bugging me for a long time, I wasn't even admitting it to myself, but once I looked at what it was, I was able to make a conscious decision that while I couldn't change the situation, I wasn't going to let it bother me. I wasn't going to let it take me off of point. I didn't want to lose sight of what I'm really trying to do for my career and for my life. And because there was things that were weighing me down and holding me back that I wasn't even being honest about, it was causing problems. And once I admitted it and identified it, I'm not going to say it vanished because it's still there. But the truth is, is it's been a lot easier to deal with. So step number two is just identify what your problem is. Number three is have goals. Know what it is you're trying to accomplish. First of all, you need to have some long-term goals. What is it in your business or your personal life or your social life? What is it that you really want to see happen? And find a way to get focused on it. That makes it so much easier to deal with the tough decisions because you can ask yourself on a daily basis, is this decision bringing me closer to or farther from my goal? So a lot of people, just like people make fun of motivation and roll their eyes, a lot of people go, oh, goal setting is no good. I think goal setting is really good and I think it's really important, but goal setting isn't magic. Writing something down on a three by five card and saying, this is my goal doesn't make it happen. But the choices that you make on a daily basis, those lead you closer or farther to your goal. So having a goal just makes it easy to make the tough choices. So you want to have the long-term goals figured out, but then you also want to have short-term goals, things you want to accomplish on a daily basis. I actually still make a to-do list every single day. I look at the list, I add things to it, I cross things off that I've accomplished, and I make sure that if there's something that has to get done that will lead me closer to that goal, or that just has to get done, I put it on the list. And I keep that list in front of me on a daily basis, and I check it several times a day to make sure that things aren't falling through the cracks. Now, let's be honest. Do things sometimes fall through the cracks? Of course they do. I'm a human being. However, it makes it so much easier for me to do that. So the next thing is kind of twofold. One for number four is volunteer for a charity. Find a way to have something that you do where you give time or money or support 
to a cause that impacts the greater good. Those of you who listen to this show regularly know that the final question that I ask all my guests is what do you do to give back to the greater good? Because I believe that great entrepreneurs want to do more than make money. I think that they want to leave a mark. And when we look at the hugely famous, uber successful billionaire entrepreneurs, all of them at the stages in their life when they're older are looking for ways to suddenly become philanthropists. But I don't think that you have to wait until you're rich and old to have an impact on a charity, philanthropy, your community. I think you can do little things with your time, with your money, all along. And it's really hard to feel crappy when you're helping others. So that leads me to the other part of of number four here. And that is, if you're really entrepreneurial, I think, and this is an observation, I think you admire other entrepreneurs at all stages. I mean, we look at the Elon Musks and we say, wow, you know, I want to be like Bill Gates. I want to be like Zuckerberg. Wow, they've made billions. Look at the things they're doing. But I also think that the dry cleaner at the corner or our friend who has become a consultant or the guy who puts on the podcast like cool things entrepreneurs do, who you listen to regularly, right? I think you want you want to cheer for them. You want to see other people with that entrepreneurial spirit be successful. The best entrepreneurs I know don't get jealous and the best entrepreneurs I know aren't petty when they see someone else have success. They get excited by other people's success. In fact, the success of other entrepreneurs motivates people because they think, wow, if that Yoho can do it, I can do it. They get excited by it. So in addition to volunteering for charity and setting up with a way to give back, my other thing is if you're feeling a little bit in a rut, look around and say, who can I help? Who can I help grow their practice? How can I introduce that person to someone who could do business with them? How can I set them up with a mentor? Because I know someone in their industry. How can I be the conduit that puts those two together and make sure that that person gets a little extra boost? Go out and find a way to help another entrepreneur succeed. Now, tip number five, this is a hard one for me. And that is exercise, get your sleep, and make good food choices. I'll tell you, I was blessed. I had a very speedy metabolism when I was young. I could eat anything I wanted. I could drink a lot. I could eat all kinds of sugary snacks. I could eat bread till the cows came home. And I never got really fat. I mean, I put on some extra weight, but I never got like hugely fat. So I could eat, I could drink, I could not sleep. I could do all those things. And then somewhere in my 40s, I just couldn't do it anymore. And now that I'm almost 50, I find if I don't get a good night's sleep, if I don't get on the treadmill or go run a little bit, or if I don't make good food choices throughout the day, every day, I find it's a lot harder to really be performing at my best levels. However, when I make those choices, all of a sudden, boom, things go really well. So for Lent, I always try to do something that causes me to have to make a real commitment. And this year I gave up all sugar, bread, and pasta. Now, I can cheat a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I eat at a lot of conferences because I'm a speaker, so I'm at banquets all the time, and they always have a basket of bread rolls, and I love bread, and usually I'd have not just one, but two with a lot of butter on it. And then, if there was any type of dessert, they'd put out anything from cheesecake to chocolate cake to pudding, doesn't matter, I would eat it. And if I wasn't at a table that was full, you know, they preset the desserts a lot, I would eat a second dessert because no one else was going to eat it, I might as well eat it. Well, guess what? That just makes me feel like crap. I can't, I can't function if that's what I'm doing. So, 
I find that when I'm not eating well, I'm not sleeping and I don't exercise, I just find that my overall get up and go has got up and went. So if you're looking for that little spark, start making some better food choices throughout the day. And I said there was only five tips, but actually now that I think about it, there's a sixth. If you're feeling just a little out of it, you're in a rut, you need to find that little spark to get out and make stuff happen, one of the best things that you can do is you can hire a coach or you can join a mastermind group. Because getting around other people who will hold you accountable and who will see the best parts of who you are That can really get you going. At different times in my career, I've worked with coaches or I've joined group coaching programs, and I have found that that third party can just sort of give you that spark that you need and really inspire you to find your best because sometimes we just can't see the best in ourselves. And you know, if you listen to the show, I talk about my mastermind group all the time. And my mastermind group is a group of, there's three other speakers in it. We meet twice a year in person. We rent a house somewhere on a beach. We go in and we just dissect each other's businesses. We know so much about each other and how we run our businesses. And on top of that, we go out of our way to help each other do it more efficiently and to keep each other accountable that we're going to do that. So I think that's another tip that's so important is somehow get around the people who can help you do so much more. So I'm feeling really, really motivated today. And that's because I'm actually recording this in a hotel room in Sun River, Oregon, because I am here to speak at a three-day conference. I'm doing a breakout session today and tomorrow I do the closing keynote. And I'll tell you what, I get motivated by getting to do my job, getting to do what I do. I am very fortunate. I love what I do. And because I love what I do, today when I did this breakout session, I had about 100 people in the room, and they were so engaged, and they were so interested in the topic. And when I had them turn to each other and talk, I couldn't shut them up because they were so excited about it. That just fires me up, and it gets me excited to do whatever else I have on my list. One of the things I had on my list was to record today's episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And sometimes when I'm traveling, I don't have a... a, Uh, an episode scheduled, I think, oh, come on, is anybody really going to miss if I don't put a show out there? But you know what? Somebody might, but the real thing is it's part of my commitment. I like doing this show and it exposes me to so many people with so many different ideas that I don't want this podcast to end up with pod fade. You know what pod fade is? That's when these people start podcasts and they do a whole bunch of episodes and then they sort of become an occasional podcast. And then it's been six months since they've done the podcast. We saw that a lot with blogs. Blogging got so popular and then everybody had dead blog syndrome. Nobody was back, you know, putting out their putting out their posts on their blog. So I'm committed to this and doing the podcast. It really motivates me because I hear from listeners So I'm going to make that plea again. If you listen to the show, do me a favor, jump over to iTunes and leave a review. It only takes you a minute and it really does matter in helping me get the show found. I'm trying to grow this audience and I'll be honest with you. I don't really know how to do that. I mean, I've got it up to where I get, I don't know, somewhere around 800 to 1000 downloads. That's great, but I really want to grow it larger and I don't really know how to do it. So I'm turning to you for help. You can inspire me. How, if you have an idea of how I can grow the listenership of this show, Call me, text me, tweet me, tell me, because I'm fired up about it. And if you're a regular listener, I usually hear back that people like the show. So if you like the show, share with me why you like the show. And then finally, my last commercial here for the Cool Things Project, we are launching the group coaching program that came out of an idea from one of the listeners of the show, and that is to have a place 
where people who are fired up by the message that I talk about, about this entrepreneurship, whether you work inside a company, whether you're a solopreneur, or whether you want to start something and grow something, you got to be around some people who share that spirit, that idea. And so I'm putting together a little community where we can chat about all this. And it's so interesting because I hear from a lot of people saying, I want to be part of the Cool Things Project. And then they don't sign up. And, and, and I don't know why. And maybe I'm not, you know, pushing people and closing people really well to do it. But we're launching this program and the people who are in it have a really good spark. And so even if I only have five people, what the heck? We're still moving forward with it. But if you've been thinking about it, right now is the time to join the Cool Things Project. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. I'm going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody really cool. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there. Have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.